No, I'm probably just going to do the Billy fucking Tushy. Who just burped? It was me. You're going to have to face that way if you're going to burp, <laughs> or I'm going to start firing out the other end and return. Uh, was that turkey? Return, return fire. Dude, that, that was fucking just horrible. You know why? Because he ate a goddamn Subway sub. No, it was. It no, was I, I see. I saw him. Who like was after, it? Panera. I'm saw. I saw it after he, he went <laughs> out the side of his mouth. So he directly, dude, that was targeted you. Bad. <laughs> it was mostly soda. No, it wasn't. I've no. never smelt soda. <laughs> that was funny. Pinpoint uh... burping. Hello, everybody. This is Billy Fucking Tucci, and you are listening to the Comic Book Rehab Podcast. Boom. Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, Hi Paul. Paul. <laughs> All right. I am joined by Dave the Irritable Hatter, Jimmy Kimmel, Almost Live, and did we? Joe's friend. Joe's friend, Josh. That's that's right. That is that is his new nickname for. I may change the flyers and include that, too. <laughs> Joe's friend, Josh. I don't I don't have a problem with that at all. I, I would question why you would want to add Joe's name to this, though. Well, we have Dave on here, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's how he starts. All righty. So this past weekend, um, most of us were at the Harrisburg Comic and PopCon. Yep. They're yep. calling it Comic and PopCon, right? Yep. And uh, so um, that was the first year for uh, this one, and um, we had a pretty good time. It was a... Well done show. Someone took literally an entire store and had to set up and tear it down. But not all of my store, barely a fraction of it. Everybody's like, you have enough to fill up five booths? And I just laughed at him. <laughs> it's like, I have more. Me- meanwhile, a little piece of mine and Jimmy's soul died. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, how, how, can, how can that be after you've done the podcast for 70 episodes? Because yeah, he it should the, be stone cold he, he does already. This, he does this thing where... Well, I got all this new stuff. I'm not sure how I'm going to make it work. And he just hands it to me. He's like, you can figure it out. And then disappears. Yeah. I did not disappear during setup. Much. I did not <laughs> disappear during setup. Much. The, the, the best part was as we come back from taking the first load on Sunday night after tearing everything down. Jimmy and his stocking feet had <laughs> propped up with every, all our other stuff piled around him on the curb. Drinking a beer. Yeah, true story. He looked so lonely sitting in there. Well, everyone had And that was after he watched a prostitution ring. Get busted. Get busted up, yes. Exciting times. Yes, we had exciting times. So um, we were there. uh, There was a couple um, guests there. Mark McKenna I had dinner with. and um, Hopefully in-store signing with him coming up. Um, My my, guest. and Chase Masterson uh, was there with us and, and a few others. And uh, Beth Martin, we met there. She's a sci-fi writer. So um, uh, we uh, sat down and had a little discussion with my friend, Mr. Billy Tucci. And we're going to let the interview 
take yep. say the rest and we're going to have some breaking news hi this is paul we're doing a special little interview with my good friend billy fucking tucci boom bitches all right billy so uh last night at dinner we were talking about you got a new special project has anybody heard about this yet no so we're gonna break this i think you're breaking it i this, believe you are this will we, be good so we what's are, going on we are launching on october 29th the she return of the warrior indiegogo and kickstarter comic book the return of she you're going to put this under the crusade it's under crusade banner um it's going to be the story uh, it's called return of the warrior and it takes place 25 years after the the events of the way of the warrior storyline but now anna is now 50 years old she's a single mother raising her teenage daughter and her warrior days are far behind her then it all comes back i love it all right. It's it's a, it's really smart. It's got a lot of heart. We're introducing her daughter Hotaru, which means Firefly, and uh, it's going to be a two-parter. We have She, the Way of the Warrior. It's going to be a complete book, obviously, but it's She, Return of the Warrior, uh, first part, and that is for October. And then in February, we're going to ship She, Return of the Warrior, late January, early February. Once that book ships, we launch She, Hotaru. Uh, in in February 2020. Okay, so these coming out in single issues or they'll be sing, they'll be they'll be no they'll be 32 pages of full color comic and story for each issue. I'm going to combine them into a 64 page graphic novel. You doing the art? Writing? I'm, I'm writing, writing. I am writing it, uh, and I am doing all the layouts, uh, and then all the finishes will be by an artist. We're going to announce. I don't want I want to save that announcement. For, uh, for next time, if you're that's gonna, okay. You're going to call me, right? So we can break that. Too. Yeah, but his name might be Mr. Bennis or something like that. Oh, did I say that? It would behave. <laughs> awesome. All righty, so we'll be excited. We'll be reviewing the book oh, yeah. on the podcast when it comes out. Uh, you and I will talk about that. And then hopefully we'll also have a little in-store signing when all that's Absolutely. Happens. I'd love to do it. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, right. Take a nice drive out and um, spend the day. And then we'll hang out that night, hang out with everybody at the yeah. store. It'd be yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do. Uh, we will be doing like a retailer. We're doing special uh, uh, um, retailer-like uh, packages. So if you want to get the books, you buy them directly from us. Okay. Awesome. That sounds great. So. All righty. So we will work on a full interview with Billy when we get him in the store. And trust me. He's got a lot of stories to tell. He's from New York. Of course he's got yeah. stories to tell. He's a Long Islander. That's right. All righty. So thanks again, Billy. Uh, as always, appreciate it. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, be boom. good to each other. <laughs> yeah, be good to each other and uh, go fuck yourself, Paul. And we're back. All right. So we got a project from Billy with um, he's bringing Chi back, which I, I think will be fun. And uh, one of the things that he's been doing a lot is he's been doing a lot of covers and uh, some other interior artwork on other books and uh, kind of getting his name out there which is really good because now he's out there in the notice and it's like oh here's his uh, new project so I, th I think it'll work out pretty well I like the idea that he's he's aging her well and giving her also other real that's, problems because so, you're old yeah yeah sure go ahead yeah fine <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day you'll get old he Not will. if his liver has anything yeah. to say about it. He won't. <laughs> All righty. So we're going to try and review some books from <laughs> September 18th 
2019. <laughs> Did he almost say 18? No, he said he started, 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 started saying 19 again. But then he followed, I mean, 18, up, with, 19. He followed up with 20,019. I did the 20,019. So. I thought I almost heard 18 there. Like, no, not, yeah, not, not. Did not. September 18th. Yes. Whew. All right. So we had um, a couple big events uh, that we have going on uh, pretty much uh, that started on uh last week and you know of course we had uh, one of our real big events that we've been talking non-stop about spider-man from jj abrams and henry abrams really that's I, what you're gonna kick off our this show was the, i read this last monday and i immediately texted jimmy said we have things to talk about we have an early favorite for be happy um possibly Possibly, no, if it's then, which we, okay, yes, this was worse this, than this, can this be. is worse than Superman Year One, but they're both neck and neck. Okay, so essentially, he Force Awakens Spider Man is where Force Awakens is just a retelling of Star Wars. We'll call it a New Hope. That's kind of what this is, although. I don't know when, where, what the fuck we're at. And that's my biggest problem. Is this future Spider-Man? Is this an alternate world? Is this a what-if story? Is this Earth something or other? It is a what-if. It has to be a what-if. But they don't indicate that. it doesn't have to be. It could be a future story, a future Spider-Man thing. I don't don't know. Who knows? We don't know because they just go into it and we just don't know. And we have this sort of retelling of Spider-Man origin story with it being his kid. And now Aunt May's going to be Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Um. Kind of because she gives him the, the suit at the end. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. This was really disappointing. We have Keanu Parker. Keanu Parker? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, drawn exactly to look like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, I, which one? I must be 150 years old in this issue. Yeah. Um, I I don't see how you can do a time skip that large and Aunt May is still around just doing Aunt May shit. Sure. That's whatever. if that's what it was. I don't, I don't know. know. What time <clears throat> is supposed to be setting? Because I'm like, okay, no one really has well, a lot she of has cell a phones and stuff. Now. Or she, the kid's not on a cell phone all the time. He does have a cell phone, it seems. But then his one of his classmates is like this neo neo Tokyo looking goth chick. So, but everyone else looks look is dressing kind of modern ish. So but, I don't know if this is set I, in, the, in, the, the in the present, thing is, and then the Spider Man flashback that we had was set you know twelve years ago. But um, where they uh, just totally fridge mary jane oh my god right off the bat in the same exact way that they did gwen stacy like yeah this was fucking awful it was really bad um well one of the things i said you know the worst thing that can happen with this book is that it's actually good which means that we'll have every celebrity's offspring trying uh, trying to write stuff we have uh we we don't have have to worry about that a cameo in this from chad from uh Planet of the Nerds, trying to get yeah. a, a kid to pee his pants. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. What I didn't understand is, is... But see, there, obviously, he has some super strength powers. Yes, this is already, one of the... And they obvious. all know about it, and it's like... Yes. So I, I'm the kid, fucking confused. The kid throws a guy two to three times his size through a door, knocks the doors off his hinges, and then later on in the book, is like, whoa, I have superpowers? Yeah. It's like, what's it's like, going on? Yeah, I don't know what's yeah. going on. And then Aunt May has to go, um, well, here's your dad's suit. I didn't like how... I know Peter's arm got fucked up. I had to go back. Yeah, that was that. that was but from the really, fight, the best yeah. they can do is a hook? He has a I know. Yeah. I know. With all well, the technology well, stuff, he do, Parker he Industries he and everything else. Well, Parker Industries is down, and he doesn't know any other, you know... But a Reed Richards or anybody else, yeah. Like, Tony Stark, yeah. They couldn't got a prosthetic or something? I don't know. I and mean, wh- he's made web slingers. He could do something other than a a couple of hooks to pinch things. I mean... And what for yeah. job does he suddenly have that he's traveling all the time? Yeah, really. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, man. There's, there is nothing there, good about this. No. Well, there's there's no backstory. We, there's a whole lot of... I don't know what the fuck's going on. What What is, you know... Well, he's, that's, uh, that's he's a problem. reporter or like a traveling journalist or whatever. I think I don't know. He's he's like a Lois sure. Lane, and that's why he's traveling the world. So okay, that I think it was established, but everything else about this is is utterly terrible. Yeah, it's it's not good. All right, so any other Marvel this week? Absolute Carnage number three. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Hi Snowflake. Snowflake. Look, you can't be mad at us. It was Billy's idea. Billy said we're going to call him Snowflake. Well, fuck Billy (laughs) Tucci. That's right. I fucking said it. Okay. Billy, you heard that. I'll say it to his face when he comes to the (laughs) store, too. You didn't didn't see the guy he had with him. I don't give a shit. You would have if you seen the guy that I, was I've taken him. ass beatings before. <laughs> Hell, I might get a vacation if he hurts me bad enough. <laughs> All right, where did we pick off uh, pick up on this one? So we, we, this we, picks up with Eddie kind of lamenting the law. Oh, our, this is uh, when Miles. Yeah, well, he's he's like, I lost the kid. One. I lost the kid. Yeah, which is not a reference to Endgame. So a lot of people thought, oh, that was a cool little nod to Endgame. No. This was actually... How the fuck would you know? Okay, go ahead. Why I'm agreeing it- with you, asshole! Why is it a nod nod? Whatever. You know what? Fuck you. Seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking sick and tired of you stepping on every fucking review I do. No, he was bringing up a point. point and you're just like, yeah! So, go ahead. Continue. Have at it. I'm done. Well, we get to see Miles' perspective when he gets turned, uh, and they to seem the to get pulled up. But anyways, like, uh, Donnie Cates brought it up on Twitter that this was actually written before Endgame even came out, and he was actually thinking of taking it out of the book, but thought, ah, do you know what? No one's really going to notice that, and everyone noticed it. I didn't notice it. Oh, like there was a bunch of people questioning it, yeah. I know a lot of people were asking about the reveal at the end, which we'll get to, but um, anyway, it, it doesn't look like they die or anything when they're turned. 
because Miles gets pulled into like the upside down Stranger Things style, some sort of yeah, weird yeah, shit. definitely um, something similar. But uh, for what I didn't like, so I, I don't know if I didn't pick it up on it in the last two issues or if I just forgot. But this whole issue seemed to be about a, a difference in opinions on between Eddie and the suit to the point where they they well they're disagreeing a, they kind of break up with each other yeah well well and, they never really reconciled the the suit just kind of like listen we're doing this whether you like it or not right so the suit now knows how serious this is right the suit wants to kill all of its kids yeah um and i mean i thought i thought the panel where eddie's trying to run to help uh scorpion or whatever his name is um and the suit just kind of stays standing there like i'm not fucking moving that was actually pretty fucking awesome yeah but uh he ends up killing norman um and he wants to prevent his suit from repairing norman i guess but i think eddie stops him from yeah that's yeah because the symbiote wants to stay there they rescue scorpion instead um but then they end up Meeting with uh, the this other team that Spider Man put together, uh, I don't, I don't know why Bruce Banner is there. Well, we because, know why. <laughs> well, he, he's there because they need someone to figure out the Maker's machine. Right. The why maker- not just get Mister Fantastic? Oh, I mean, we haven't had the fan. Oh yeah, well, there's the thing. Because I mean, the machine was made by. Oh, Reed. A, a, a Reed. I don't, I don't think, you can't just throw any scientist man at it and, and be like, oh, he's a comic book scientist man. He'll be able to figure it out. I, I don't buy that for a fucking second. Um, I understand later on why they chose Bruce Banner, but well, yeah, cause they, still they it was, it was immortal, a weird choice in my opinion. They need the immortal Hulk tie-in. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess Sleeper's a cat now. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, he took over a cat. That was neat. Um. But uh, I guess they're all going into the... I guess Bruce figured out or perfected the machine and they're able to pull the codex out of them safely. So uh, they put Cap in there first. Yeah, but it kind of puts them in a coma for a little while. Yeah, and then it's revealed that Eddie is actually Carnage and Carnage is shape-shifting to make himself look like Eddie. he just got the secret from Spider-Man that, um, in fact, Dylan is Brock's son. Yeah, right. So, Carnage goes crazy and is about to kill everyone, and that's when Eddie's trying to get everyone out of there and safe. But the, the suit's like, "No, we. I need. Uh, this is. I'm tired of your weakness. I need someone stronger." And that's when he takes over Banner and forces him to change into Venom Hulk. We are Hulk. So he's this. He's now he has to find someone stronger, the strongest there is. Did Reed ever wear a symbiote? Because that was one of the, the reasons make, they the said for Banner. The maker clearly has, because he's got four of them on right. right now. But, I mean, that's why Out. they said they brought Banner in, because Banner's never wore yeah. a symbiote. So, I, I don't know. I mean, if they were, again, it, it's just weird that if they were able to get the thing, why not Why not Mr. Fantastic? Oh, so, excellent. And did you read the uh, file transcript at the end? Oh, I didn't read this oh, stuff. Oh, it was great. But um, this is a tough week for a pick of the week, I I thought, because uh, a lot of stuff I read was like, well, this, this is your pick, of, pick the week? of the week. I think I'm going to make this a pick, my pick of the week. Um, 
probably just because of the Hulk tie-in. I, I, I may this is my, my least mind. favorite of the three so far. Hmm. I don't know. I won't. I. I. I mean, there's a lot of there's other Donny Cates books this week too that were also excellent. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it was it was there was there wasn't really anything. The, the that Hulk, went, the Hulk, boom. the Hulk's in it, so it makes it your pick. We're gonna say that it, it's not a biased opinion or anything. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it's fine. I I I'll cop it. So, all right. Any other Marvel? Well, we might as well go right into Lethal Protectors. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Um, this is picking up the Misty Knight story. Um, so they have Jameson in full hound dog mode, I guess, trying to sniff Carnagized her Carnagized werewolf. Hound dog. Something, yeah. yeah. And... Apparently, he can see through the eyes of his children. Is that what I'm getting from some of these panels? I guess. Like, and I don't know if it's him or if it's Carnage that can see through the yeah, eyes. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but Misty, to get through, she killed one of the Carnage, the Cold of Carnage, and is wearing its skin wearing like its skin. Walking Dead yeah. Walker type stuff. Um, But she fights her way, and she's finally able to find a cell phone. And uh, get a message. Get a message out. Uh, meanwhile, uh, well, she. Yeah, she. Yeah, she, yeah, she gets a message out. Yeah, but the, is this? Yeah, he. Yep. Danny Rand's fighting one of the yep. uh, cult. Yep, that are coming up from the sword, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go in there." And he looks in, and he's like, "Nope, nope, nope not going in there." Um, he's like, I'm going to need some help. Um, Demma Goblin and, uh, Jameson catch up to Misty. And we find out that his group is, uh, Cloak and Dagger, Morbius and Firestar. Firestar. Um, because they teamed up in Maximum Carnage. Right. To take him down. And, uh, they kind of enter the sore and that's where we leave off it was it was all right but this is by far the weakest tie-in so far i'd yeah, say and I, for a middle issue on a side story yeah yeah um, but not a lot happened it was just introduction I, of characters right and yeah. i think this was the sole progress uh, sole uh thing of introducing that as the team up and then pushing the story a little bit forward all righty hi i'm josh Hi, Hi, Josh. Josh. I'm going to talk about uh, Valkyrie number three. Um, a lot of artists on this one. Uh, we And there's a reason for it. There's an actual s- story-relevant reason for the change in artists um, throughout the book. Uh, because Valkyrie and Heimdall are... On an excellent adventure. Journey into mystery, basically. So uh, they start off, they're still... you know, Are you sure it, it's not a fantastic voyage? Journey into Mystery. Like, it literally says it several times. That was kind of the tagline thing. It could be a fantastic voyage. But uh, we start out with the wonderful art of of Kafu while they're still on the Midgard realm. But they jump to heaven, and we get a change in artists. I don't know who did these pages because they weren't... The, the artists are credited at the beginning of the book, but they didn't say what pages they did, so I don't know who it was. But before I realized that they're changing the art in between realms... 
this was a jarring change of art for me. And I oh was yeah, like, Holy it was crap, definitely a, a step down. It, it by no means is is terrible art, but I mean going from the excellence that the book has been so far, and, and even in the previous pages, it's like what the fuck is going on? I hope this isn't like like uh, it's gonna be like this for the rest of the book, but it isn't. They battle uh, the angels of heaven. Well, the um, angels of heaven are what gathering up treasure. Yeah. It's yeah. it's after it's this is kind of they're still seeing what the yeah, other we're realms are doing a lot of, aftermath of the, of the, of the War of the Realms. So uh, they end up finding a, a portal to Hades, which um, is now abandoned by the. Uh, um, oh, do they refer to him as Pluto or? Uh, I can't remember. They, they, the they go to the, they go to the the, the anti tree, which is growing there, where I guess the uh, where the. Uh, the Greek gods died or something like that. Um, I don't know. It references Avengers No Road Home. Oh, no, I did read that. I don't fucking remember this part. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but there's they, somebody that's taken over the realm, and I forget. I don't recognize the character. Yeah, it's... Uh, I can't I can't recognize him either. But uh, they have... Uh, they, they need to go into the, the anti-tree because that has another portal to beyond death and Valkyrie's flying through there with Heimdall Heimdall's like screaming in pain the whole time she's like no we're not we can't turn back now and she they kind of make it through or they do make it through and then she kind of kicks him off art changes again and it's fucking beautiful and they kick him off into nothingness and he kind of floats into this event horizon of nothingness saying oh my god this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen Um, and then suddenly Valkyrie kind of passes out, I think, from the pain of these creatures that were attacking her on the way through there, and she wakes up, and she's back in New York. And back with the wonderful Kafu art again. So, I mean, it was a, a change of art through the realms, which I thought was was neat. Um, and then suddenly her horse starts talking, and he has this really weird accent I haven't placed because... It's all, it's almost like an old... It's like a, I think it's supposed to be Cockney or something like yeah. that. But, um, and we find out his name is just Horse. His name is Horse, yeah. Uh, but then we see that there is uh, someone has a piece of the sword, or no? It's uh... anyway. We we see a villain is is being set up to to go after, and I forget what this guy's name is, but um, he's like a like a I don't think he's a Silver Age villain, but he's an he's an old an older villain that hasn't been seen in a while. He hasn't really played any big parts recently. Yeah, I had to look up who that was. Um, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. I did look it up as well, but it's already that forgettable. But this wasn't a bad issue. It was very short. No, but, it wasn't as good as the first two, though. Um, we lost Heimdall. Big deal. I don't really care too much, but uh, I hope the horse doesn't become overly annoying. It, it feels like a lot of the Thor books have an animal companion of some sort. That They're not terrible. Like, Thor's not bad. I was going to say, Thor's wonderful. Um, they, They've been doing animal companions not... Not terribly recently in Marvel with with bats and with Thori. Hopefully, horse isn't isn't too annoying. But um, I'm still digging this run. So, alrighty, um, on to history of the Marvel Universe by Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez. Uh, we get into the Age of Heroes and start with the Marvel uh, Silver Age with Fantastic Four and the Hulk. And this was still very wonderful um they even kind of 
give us a little bit of a story a little bit when they get to they start talking about all the heroes that are coming coming up and uh and then they they reference how some of the heroes are kind of getting together and married and then of course out of that we get to franklin being born and they kind of stop and franklin is talking to gallon and says hey i thought you'd never get around to me and stuff and uh they talk about you know how galactus is there to devour and franklin's to create and everything and he says well well, you're coming with me right and he just like okay and so you keep moving on so it seems like they're kind of leading into this is going to end with franklin becoming the new galactus in the next uh uh universe thing yeah that that was kind of established in the first issue was it yeah pretty sure well that he was going to actually be the devourer because here it seems like he thought they were both pretty clear that's what it was going to be yeah okay but uh, we get up to uh, the early uh, 70s bronze stuff with um, and end with the Phoenix. Um, and then that's where we're where we stopped so far. So this was really good. Um, I liked how some of the uh, I liked how the art was really working with this and even kind of changed a little. I as, didn't uh, get around to reading this this week. I, I'm, I, I'm waiting I, for this I all to be it, done. But um, I wanted to get other books. I knew I mean. You're not I know, I mean, this isn't a bad thing, but it's it's a predictable book, and I know what to expect. So there wasn't any surprises <laughs> I was seeing it. Yeah, so I, I was like, I'll history. read this in my leisure rather than. And that might be why they had the little break in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna read this all at like I'll I, I'm collecting the single issues, but I'll probably get the trade when it comes out and read the whole thing. Yeah, and be able to sit down, do it in one read, and really enjoy it. Ah, yeah. But it's, I, I'm it's, looking it's, forward to it. It's fantastic. Still. Yep. Okay. Anything else? Uh, on to our other big event out of Marvel, House of X number five. Some shit happens in this one. Yeah. The, I, am, so, I don't know about this, uh, so this anymore. right after I listened to the last podcast, I read this. Or the one from... Two, no, we got back to back houses. Yeah. So we talked about how the end and Paul's point is, well, they don't know they're coming back. Well, they kind of do. Yeah, but I'm taking from it that they didn't know it was going to work. I don't well, know. No, they were all born this no, way. No, they didn't. Yeah. yeah, they didn't know it was going to work, but so the so one of the mutants has the ability to make clones? No, uh, several of, they're, like, they're like they're a blank. Yeah, there's yeah. five. So clones. you have gold uh, balls. Gold balls makes the actual eggs and yeah, that's which what they those didn't are. realize when he first manifested this that they were eggs they just figured they well, were they're spheres. just kind of they're just kind of raw uh cells right there's nothing then, there's no genetic material it's just kind of it's just basically like stem cells in ball form that are golden and then so, they have someone that can uh well, warp reality and make them kind of incubator eggs um then after that they're able to inject them with the dna of a mutant elixir is able to kickstart the cellular replication okay, and, so and kind of fertilize uh, the eggs it's gold balls makes the balls right uh proteus or kevin mctaggart is the one that is warping reality uh elixir is the one that kickstart the process of life uh tempest is the one to age them up to the right age and uh, Hope Summers is the one that is able to enhance and 
uh, make sure that their mutant abilities take hold. My um, okay, so I have a, a and then some, so the other thing then was that Cerebro was also was storing their, their consciousness. It was, like, consciousness, yeah. it was like putting everything on which like a expli- hard drive. Which this has kind of been my theory uh, from the first one. I said, you know, they see they were kind of birthed out of something, and to me, my X Men, I said it's kind of like they're clones. So, so that's kind of what it is. So are we just supposed to accept the fact that a lot of the X-Men are just clones now and the originals are dead? Yeah. I guess you're almost going to have to. That's kind of a, that's kind of weird. I mean, did anybody else get, like, in the middle part when they're reintroducing them? Oh, well, and, well, and, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> I promised that, too. Seriously, like, but, was that not creepy to anybody? Yes, or? So, but before we get there, I mean, if you clone Wolverine, wouldn't he not have adamantium? That's kind of my point. Yeah. I understand everyone else... You know, kind of did their own yeah, thing. Yeah, that that's the one problem. I, I was really expecting have. him because he still canonically had was originally had right. bone claws. Right. Well, maybe maybe he has bone claws now. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, um, we didn't see him pop them this time. No, we didn't. Or or well, is Magneto every time they resurrect him able to infuse able to that. infuse that? Possibly, that would make sense. I'll, I'll don't get me wrong. I, I like the way they're going. So, yeah, because this is going to be a, the ability to bring back. But yes, Dave's right. Once. Once Storm starts introducing them, well, she talks. They get kind of real, culty, kind of cultish, yeah, fascist, cult. And sort I, of stuff. I had said this from the beginning that Xavier, in this time, is kind of fucking creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was. Well, I, mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with helmet. that. Yeah, That's it's, why it's why the it's weird so helmet and the skin tight suit. Yeah, it's um, weird. He's weird in the same way that the Maker's weird because he kind of stole his look. But um, yeah, kind of. It's yeah. It's weird how they're. Yeah, it's it's but very it's very culty because she talks to him and like it and nobody ever says, "Hey, can he put on some pants?" <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. I, so, I love. So this the idea. other the other thing in this book at the end is, we find out that they're bringing some new mutants in, and it's all the villains. Yeah, an apocalypse led by apocalypse. Apocalypse is like, look, apocalypse shows up, again. and Xavier, not, Xavier asks him right out, "Are we going to have a problem?" He's like, "He's like, no, no, this is what I have been fighting for the whole well, time." Well, you also skipped over uh, the UN vote went through, right? And they, uh, with some maneuvering behind the but, scenes, they yeah. have sovereignty. Yeah. So, um, and then there is a list of countries that held out, and they give that list. Uh, one of them being why? Uh, Wakanda doesn't need them. So, yeah, and stay. everybody that's affiliated with Wakanda, pretty much. Yep. But no, still a good solid read. I can I can see why this was a red one yeah. in the reading order. This yeah, is... I mean it kind of it kind of shifted to where it was kind of cool what they were doing. Now it it feels kind of sinister and not. I'm not saying that just because sinister is now among the ranks, but well, I mean I've I've thought that from the beginning with the way. Yeah, but I mean you would think like it's it's weird how every one of the X Men is just extremely accepting of this. Like you it, like. I don't see Wolverine being okay with this weird cultish stuff. He would kind of be like, I w- want to kind of do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I he get is, what you're saying. Everyone is just falling in line and not questioning, and not questioning well, anything. Like, well, maybe that's something with Cerebro taking, you It's know, possible. I mean, I, I heard there's a theory that that's not even uh, Xavier in there, and that it might be... And, and that's what I was going to bring that up. It might, be a, it might up. be a clone body of right. Xavier, yep. and Moira's consciousness is inside. Right. I was going to bring that up, because we have not seen him without... anything from, like, the, the mouth down. 
you know, or well, I mean, except I mean, for it's, flashbacks. It's, right. it's still definitely his body, but yeah. the, the mind might be someone else. I mean, and when he says to me, my X-Men, he kind of strikes a kind of feminine pose. So I thought that kind of, you know, ha- maybe has some sort of cre- credence to it. But um, yeah, there was something a little weird with that. It's weird. So what? too weird. Very close. It's very close, but I'm I'm still I'm three, still digging this whole thing. Hey, we have three more issues yeah, of this. So Final orders for X Men went in this week. Yeah, they did. How many did you order? A lot. <laughs> a shit road. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of pre sales on it. Yeah, a shit road. Yeah. A shit road. Mm-hmm. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number nine. Number nine, written by Donny Cates, art by Corey Smith. So. You can tell Tony Cates that Absolute Carnage wasn't my pick of the week, but also tell him that his other book was. That's what I figured. This was, <laughs> oh my God. This book was phenomenal. I think this might have been the second or third one I read too, and I went, oh God, this could be a pick of the week too. So there, yeah, this was um, this was really good. I loved it. So... Peter is able to get out of the hold of his dad. His dad's like, listen, it doesn't matter. You keep trying to escape. We're just going to pull you back in. Um, and meanwhile, the rest of the... Well, go- they show, he shows him a, a glimpse of the future, future where death has conquered everything. Yep. Um, and and th- he's like, this is why we have the church, because if, because we, can, if, if we can take out you know two continents on Earth, that's enough life energy to where we can combat the future from the happening. The future from happening, yeah. Um, and... I'm assuming this is the Thanos wins future because it seemed very similar. Uh, Which would want, make sense. I want it. Well, I mean, if it's Donny Cates, so sure. that's yeah. that's what I'm because like that. That's all imagery that I'm trying to see if. Uh, I mean, yeah, that 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 desert area there is definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah. So, um, P- Peter doesn't care. He he wants to fight it off. Uh, meanwhile, the Guardians are looking for someone, and it turns out that it's Magnus, which is a little weird because that's who well, is supposedly supposed to be in those cocoons. Cocoons, and it's uh, revealed then who is in the well, cocoons. Well, one of them hatches, and it's, it's original Drax. It's original Drax. Drax the Destroyer, and that's where it sealed it for my pick of the week. Because I, I honestly didn't know where it was going. I'm like, okay, okay. And I flipped this cover. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. You know what? This is my, my pick of the week as well. <laughs> I, As much as I liked the newer Drax, it, that was extremely uh, influenced by uh, Batista's performance. Um, I'm Did... going to miss the, the saxophone and stuff like that, but I like the older Drax a little bit better. Oh, absolutely. The, yeah. this uh, Nothing else has to be said. Um, I'm not sure how long he's going on this run, um, but... My God, this was good. So I'm yeah. really interested. And Dave had a good theory on this. All those other cocoons are these now fallen guardians that they're bringing yeah. back. I buy it. Sounds good. Sure. Yep. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan number nine. Uh, this is the uh, final part of the Conan the Gambler storyline, which I felt like was longer than three parts, but. Um, this was good. I enjoyed the gambler storyline. I, I missed it. Did you it. read it? Oh, okay. Well, I missed it. I didn't um, even see it on my list. 
Okay, well, I mean, you can probably guess what happens. He gets thrown into the pit with a giant beast. He defeats the beast. He goes all Luke Skywalker on it? No. Well, no, yeah, he he beats it. Um, it does kind of look like a rancor from yeah. sitting over here. He does. He gets out then, and the the uh, that green luck item that artifact that's there begins to glow, and everyone kind of gets blinded by it. He jumps out and just butchers everyone. Um, because that's what Conan does. That's what he does. He ends up uh, leaving the the gambling den. Um, it it kind of catches fire, and everything sort of blows up. Um, and he runs into the. Like the gypsy woman that he ran into in the, at, the, at the very beginning of meeting that the was town. telling uh, reading the fortunes, right? Yep. And or she, was she dealing the cards? She, uh, she, she met him when he first got into the city. He, she didn't meet, he didn't meet her in the in the den. So she kind of gave his fortune, saying you have special things happening right. to you or whatever. And that's when he ran into that Mortius guy or whatever his name was. Uh, but she ends up revealing that this is all her doing, and in fact, uh, she's like, I sent you in there so I could get this back, and she's holding up the green stone thing. And he's like, Oh, so you're a thief as well. And she's like, no, I'm not a thief. If I'm taking back something that belonged to me and she crushes it, it explodes. And she reveals that she is the goddess of luck and destiny and had chosen him because it was his destiny to help her out. And he's like, Oh, all right, cool. And she's like, your destiny is yet to be you right. Know, whatever. No and God rules. Uh, Conan, he, he hands him a card like from the tarot deck and it's got uh, a king on it. So, um, it was a nice wrap up. It was a fun story. Uh, I I still feel like the the like in I think it was the first I think it was the second issue when he started playing cards when they tried to make an, a, a a game of cards seem intense in a Conan book didn't really work out because like how can you compare this to singing steel like the rest of his other stuff? Um, I, it was good. I enjoyed it for what it was. It I'm was looking a different forward, type I'm, I'm, of story for yeah. Conan. I'm looking forward to the next one. So. Uh, that's it for me from Marvel, then. I'm done on Marvel. Dead Man Logan number 11. He dead? Penultimate issue. No, still not no, dead. Still not dead. Don't know if he's going to die. <laughs> because they gave him an out in this book. Um, Talk. Okay. I just didn't want to blow his eardrums out if I was too loud. No, no, you're good. You were actually getting soft. That's why um, I adjusted your mic. So Danny and Logan make it to Hammer Falls, which is basically a giant flea market for superhero fanboys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, until but it's also the headquarters of Department H. So they go up to the one stand. They start asking the guy. He's like, Oh, you're him. He's not dead. And of course, what you expect to happen happens. There's a big bounty on his head. Right. So they all try to start attacking him. Um, They do get captured, I believe. Or no, they 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 kick the crap out of the crowd. They find out where the Department H labs are. They break in. It's way too easy. Of course, it's an ambush by Sabretooth. And we find out who's behind all this is. A very creepy, fat, old, fat, slovenly Mr. Sinister. So we find out that he was actually the one that gave um, the Red Skull the plan to use Mysterio and take down the heroes. And he's taking credit for everything. Yeah. He, um, he said that he kind of orchestrated it all to get to Logan. Right. Uh, his genetic things have... 
he he's kept those experiments up. He wants to experiment on Bruce. Um, doesn't really care about Danny, but now he's got Logan and Sabretooth. So he wants to capture Logan. And basically restart the Weapon X program. Right. Um, of course, you know, they free Bruce. Bruce smashes. Uh, they escape out of a, out of, with a van. Uh, the Sabretooth army gives chase. And I don't remember how this ends. Is it just a confrontation? Oh, Danny gets shot. Yep. Um, Danny gets shot because they use the same bullets they used to kill Luke. Um, however, in Hammer Falls, that's where Thor fell and the hammer sits. Yep. And, and the hammer starts to move towards her. And all of a sudden, we have Cage Thor. Yeah, we get yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny, Danny Cage, Cage Thor. wielding the hammer. So, so I'm interested to see where they're going to end this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were kind of thinking that it was Thor coming back because the last cover had the thunder and right. everything uh, teased. So, no, it but, was good. Um, I, I'm interested to see what they do after 12 if he doesn't actually fucking die. I have a feeling that this was all. Like, it's going to go on. It's going to go back to old man Logan. He's going to be in the wasteland. They're going to have Mr. Sinister kind of redo the genetic stuff, reverse the poisoning, whatever. Oh, no, and they're going to keep the series going. He's going to die, and then he'll wake up, and there's going to be an effeminate Xavier standing above and saying, to me, my ex-man. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, God damn it. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> the end question mark? And then they'll have like three teasers for four spinoffs. So, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number twelve, Tom Taylor, uh, Perry Perez on art. So this picks up with Peter with Aunt May at a doctor's appointment, and she gets good news: the chemo is working, and they can schedule the surgery. So. That's good. Of course, Peter gets pulled away for a fire, which he talks about the irony of the fire being on a boat that's in the middle of the Hudson, you know, being on water. Um, he goes in to save it, but he finds out that he was the target. Um, so he was being targeted, and the news uh, has him dead because he goes into the river and never resurfaces. So He did? They believe he's dead. Uh he, of course, goes right to Mary Jane's because he wants to get there before the news broke, but it, it didn't work. So um, he kind of says he's going to lay low. So he goes to um, the apartment of the cop that has been helping him. They get a composite sketch of the person that uh, has been doing this, and it turns out that he's been hired from under York. So we're going back there. Really? But this time he's bringing some friends with. Four friends, to be exact. And he's teaming up with Fantastic Four to take back under York. I don't know how I feel about that. This was an excellent story. Didn't you complain about the whole under York thing? It does. Again, it's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I thought we were just getting back to that. So I'm hoping this isn't drawn out and it's them and the Fantastic Four go down and job everyone down there in and one we, issue and we get back to a friendly neighborhood spider-man but no not bad issue well written the art i enjoyed so 
Uh, that is all that I have for Marvel. That'll do Marvel, then. On to DC. Mr. DC? All right, let's get it over with. Flash forward number one. Thank God this is a miniseries. Um, from the pages of Heroes in Crisis, flash forward number one. Uh, written by Scott Lobdell. I don't Art know, by Brett Booth. I don't know what you were expecting with him doing the story. Look, man, I this was not this was not good. I I, I mean, when I saw Tempest Fugonaut, I thought, okay, maybe they'll team him up with Sideways, and that's how they bring Sideways back into relevancy. But they didn't do that. Instead, they have they have a side character from Sideways, kind of pushing the narrative. Um, I, I, guess, I didn't recognize anyone because I didn't stay on Sideways long enough. I Tempest guess. Fugonaut was originally kind of the antithesis well, to Sideways. I, I remember him. Yeah. He was trying to prevent Sideways from fucking up the multiverse. He's like a, a guardian of the multiverse. Because he kept diving in and out. Yeah. Yeah. And him him opening those tears would kind of let the multiverse bleed out and stuff. So he notices the the dark multiverses are kind of bubbling up and infecting other worlds, but which he, is natural, but one of them is not dying naturally. Because they're all doomed to die. But of course, let's not... Uh... Let's not alert the Justice League that's going through this whole thing. No, instead, let's go to the biggest fucking sad sack in the DC Universe right now, Wally West, who, for some fucking reason, they put him in prison. Not just any prison, they sent him to Blackgate. Because it's his fault for some reason. It's his fault that the Justice League thought it was a good idea to put a bunch of fucking disturbed people in a farm in a farm in Kansas somewhere well I, from what i got this this was his idea to go there let's let's put a dampener on wally west while the rest of the super powered villains who fucking hate his guts are there Here, and do exactly what you'd expect them to do and try to fucking kill him here's my problem how do any of them remember him uh wally west his identity got leaked to the end of heroes in crisis that was part, when he leaked all that data. His identity got leaked as well. Yeah, but I thought none, no one in this multiverse remembered him. Who fucking knows, man? Who knows? Um, oh god. Uh, we get a we get a brief interlude where another version of Hawkman from another multiverse tries to sit on Metron's chair and gets fried because his brain overloads. So I guess we're going to be seeing Metron's chair, possibly even Metron, or some of the new gods showing up in this later on. Okay. I guess I guess multiversal Hawkman is not mentally sound compared to Batman, who sat on Metron's chair just fine. Um, maybe you Which, need to be are we the- ever getting three Jokers? It's still being teased by uh, Jason Fabok, so... Like, it's been, what, four fucking years since New 52 ended with that stuff? Two and a half years. Yeah, I was gonna say, but no, no, we're going on three, three and a half. Yeah, so it's yeah. been almost four years, probably since that. Anyway, he uh, Wally gets attacked by the same two villains that Kid Flash and Avery just defeated in like the last issue of the Flash, um, Girder and uh, Tarpit, which. Girder's drawn the way we hope. He's yes, drawn exactly. That was the only saving grace of this book is that they kept that cool design they gave him in the, in the Flash. Um, he defeats him because he breaks off his 
or they beat him up so bad that his suppressor collar breaks, so he's able to use his powers to save himself. And then Tempest Fugonaut shows up and takes him into the bleed. And he's showing him, you know, hey, here's all this stuff I should be telling the Justice League about right now. Um, but go get him, kid. But he sends him out, and, and he's like, do, do speed stuff. And he runs into um, Captain Superman. Or not Captain Superman. President, President Superman. Superman. Um, from multiversity stuff. So I, we're going to get some, like, I guess, new gods and some dark multiverse and some multiversity stuff. What the fuck is this book, man? This is this was hot garbage. I hated this. I, I don't know what you expected. With, oh, my with gosh. Little, little I hated Bell. it so much, I'm going to read every fucking issue of this and hate on it every single time. Yeah, this was, this was bad. This is the second worst book I read this week. So... Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad we got that over with. I, I was sorely disappointed. I mean, you're right. What did I expect? Another, another, another DC book where you have a terrible writer with a terrible artist. It's just, it's just not a year one book. So. All right. So, well, I guess we can move over to a good another... artist and a good, and a good writer book. Batman number seventy nine. I don't know what part of the city of the Bane that we're on at this point. Uh, we're halfway through, I think. Uh, well, yeah. We're, uh, written by Tom King and oh, by Clayman. Clay oh, my goodness. This is and borderline pornographic it was, in uh, some parts. It was confirmed that Clayman is doing all 12 issues of Cat and Bat. So. I'm okay with that. Nice, I'm all good. Which actually coincides with when you talked to Clay. Mm-hmm. Was it at DC this year? Yeah. And he said he was writing the last part of Tom King's run, which well, this is was his supposed last, to yeah. be, yeah. But he said he was going to be doing the last, yeah. the last story arc. This is his last, uh, last book in Batman, right? Um, of course, then he'll be doing Cat and Bat. So, who's taking over for Man after this? It's going back to Tony Daniel, I believe, okay. is going to yeah. finish out the run for the for the Bane, and part. he'll actually be staying on after. So King's these two run. issues were kind of an interlude to get us caught up with what was going on with Batman. And who's and writing Cat Batman Man. after that? That was announced as well, right? Oh, uh, that was announced. It's, it's, it's Tynan. Tynan. Yeah, it's Tynan. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They did they so, announce the artist on? Yeah, it's going to be Tony Daniel for Tynan. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's going to stay on it after finishing up this arc. Yep. Oh, we. I think we just. And, said and that. the 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 rumor is it's going to go to 100 and then get a reboot in the summer of 2020 with a new writing team that does not include Brian Michael Bendis. He's doing the art. As long as he's not writing it. <laughs> uh, I do like the way they work out <laughs> together. So I, I'm, we're, they're all reconciled, and uh, and we finally get the definitive answer. We do. They met on a beach. They met on a beach. Yeah. Well, there's that. I thought you were talking about the other definitive answer. We do get the definitive answer. The first time it was, in fact, on a boat, but he wasn't fully Batman yet. She wasn't fully Catwoman yet. The first time they met in those personas was on a street. And now they're re-meeting as their whole selves on a beach. And that whole back and forth, uh, Tom King did a uh, kind of question and answer on Twitter. And he said that actually came from him and his wife because they can never agree on where they met. So oh, he played cool. that right into that. And I'm like, 
And I really, I really enjoyed Which, the dialogue with this. Oh yeah, he knows how. He knows how to do. He that, knows how so. to do relationship mm. stuff. Yeah, I mean the vi- visions showed that. Uh, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle, Miracle, of course. Not Miracle Man. Mr. Miracle. I did say Mr. Miracle. (laughs) This week. This week. No, this was good. I I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, This is my runner-up for pick of the week. Um, Yeah. This is my pick of the week. Again, when I read this, I was like, this could be a pick of the week, too. And I think this might have been the second or third book I read. Um, I was really excited for this. This was actually the last book that I read. But I love love the... I'm sorry. I love Magnum PI Bruce Wayne. Yes, everything about the the, the <laughs> it's drawn so well. And then when they start fighting crime again, well, and, go and back the clerk's and like, like, "Dude, Batman's right behind you." He's like, "No, Batman's not around here." He's Batman, in yeah, no, no, bro. Seriously, he's about to hit you. <laughs> so this also proves that the people in the DC main universe are all fucking idiots. <laughs> because it's literally the most famous billionaire in the world just wearing a fake mustache and no one fucking recognizes him. Well, he does kind of look like Tom Selleck. Uh, I don't know. They're what, fucking idiots. I don't know where they're at. I don't know where they're, they're at. On a, it they're, doesn't they're matter. On a beach. They're probably, they're they probably on a Wayne uh, yeah. Industries island anyway. <laughs> but like no one notices like. Hey, that guy looks like Bruce Wayne with a mustache. Hey, that Clark Kent, if you look at him real close, kind of looks like Superman. I don't know. I mean, just because he's a billionaire doesn't mean he's like, how famous is he? I don't know many billionaires he other than like literally really eccentric, just... eccentric, eccentric ones. He's not like a, he doesn't, I don't think he flaunts his money as much as like Tony Stark does. He literally just led a group of the richest people in the world to a global summit. He would have been all over the news. In in Mal- Mal- Malta? Is that where they're at? I don't know where the fuck they're at. The Bahamas? But still. Well, I know. The Bahamas is basically a, a flat. But they speak destroyed. English there, so... I, I, so, I, I thought I only... you were talking about the other big reveal on here. Magpie's cleavage? Wow. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was definitely that. No, the other big reveal being... They talked to Alfred. He's he, safe. He's safe. Send in Damien. So who did they kill? Or they don't know that. I mean, this is clearly happens before the fact. No, yeah. I think this no. is all part of their plan and setup yeah. to, no, take, because to get the, 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 la- the last one, when, they, when they're talking to Magpie at the la- end and they're like, yo, we she, are the fucking message. But she's like, you know, we, uh, what's your message to Bane? She goes, he's Batman. I'm Catwoman. We're the message. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all part of the plan. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, the back and forth about where we yep. met at. And, and he goes, we met on the beach. And she goes, wait, we agree. Bane's this, in trouble. <laughs> this, this was excellent. But, yeah. Um, like I yeah, said, so that, totally that kind of throws a damper on the Alfred thing for now. Because yep. obviously it's part of Batman's plan. Thank God you sold your graded copy before that. Yeah. Did it? Did it tank? I haven't watched. It's gone down a little bit. You're yeah. not seeing the price. I mean, it's still up there, but. But in this issue, we also find out that Captain Adam is in prison now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for breaking the the presidential decree. So, very excellent. Any other DC, Mister DC? Yeah. Um, Lex Luthor, you're the villain number one. Oh. I I finally oh. caught up on all of these. Um. 
Why? So far, my favorite of the four that have come out right now Why? Would, would be Why? Sinestro's. Why? But none Why? of these, uh, none of these are very good. There's some funny moments in some of them. Some of them. None of these are very good. But they are like really real, real brief one-liners that, that make me laugh. Liquor. But uh, beyond that, it's kind of weird. So this one is set around. I mean, it, the the theme of the books is that. It shows what Lex Luthor offers each one of these villains that, that stars in their each 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 of their books. But this is the this is the the deal that Lex offers himself, I guess. He goes around the multiverse meeting with other Lex Luthers, um, and checking to see if they're worthy or they have the same ambition that Lex would have. Listen, I have to work tomorrow. I have to get home tonight. I can't do too many more shots of that whiskey. <laughs> Put this book out of its misery. I was gonna say he just killed like an eighth of that bottle. Um, in one shot, hurry it up! <laughs> but he runs. They run into he 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 first visits Alex Luther from Earth thirty eight, where Superboy's flying around and stuff. And he first gets his ambition, and his first act is to have that young Lex kill his father. He gives him like this taser that vaporizes people. So they're going around meeting with other Lexes. We go to a one where um, Lex is turned into Doom Thor. Uh, which is like a, it's revealed later on that he is uh, a doomsday version of Lex Luthor. Um, they go to Earth-32 where Lex Luthor is Batman and he's in a relationship with Martian Manhunter Superman. He's gay? For Martian Manhunter Superman. So I don't know if that even... I, I don't know what that would be. But they're in a relationship... <laughs> um, <laughs> it, he ends up uh, sicking Doomsday Thor on Martian Manhunter Superman, um, which was one of the cool reveals. But later on, uh, they visit the, a Lex that has used. If you if you've ever seen, um, if you ever read the issue where uh, Superman. Gets infected with that that plant that has him dream of of a perfect world and stuff like that. They use that on or he, uh, there's a version where Lex Luthor synthesizes that and is able to experience like many many universes in, in the in every time he dreams. Ultimately, what happens is Lex just fucking kills them all. He kills all these other Lexes, and the it's revealed that the young Lex was just prepped to see if he was as ruthless as and ambitious as as himself, so that he could prep a clone for himself. Um, and that's how Lex comes back when he dies at at the beginning of the year of the villain. Um, it was lame. Uh, so there were some funny pages like where the Lexes are talking to each other, and he says that young Lex, like, "Hey, just just shave it off. It's not going to last." We get another page where Lex is every one of the Justice League, um, but it's like a fucking book report. But uh, he's like, "I gotta get my one, grade in." This one wasn't as bad as the Black Mask or the or the uh, uh, Riddler one, but it wasn't as good so as the Sinestro how you one. Need to edit this is you need to find the audio for that, and while he's in there, just throw it on one of the tracks. No one cares. <laughs> Well, that's not actually what he says in, in the show. That's the, yeah. that's when he says imagination. Yeah. So for our uh, listeners at home, uh, I was showing the here's a, here's an audio version of a meme, and let's see was if that the, plays out well was as, as a punchline. SpongeBob, nobody cares. Format. So that is what the laughter was during that whole review. I know if you were driving, you were looking for a cliff to drive off of. True story. All right. Any other DC? Please say no. 
Yes. <laughs> Year of the Villain Unleashed. Why? Stop! Justice League 32. Um, this was actually good. This was pretty good. Um... Uh, the, the, the the past team thwarts or gets involved in Pearl Harbor and Pearl Harbor was was caused by Grodd taking over the Japanese and having them kamikaze into the Yep. Yeah. It, it just it goes full it full blown who fucking gives a shit about his historical events. Um which is fine. It's it's a fucking comic book. Um But they are saved because uh the Legion actually gets to the P- the shard before they do, and then they are pulled out by a giant octopus. Yeah, that's the it's re- the reveal at the end. The, the 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 future team is with the Justice League A from uh, DC One Million event, and they're they're fighting against um, Brainiac, and Brainiac's able to defeat. I don't know. He's well, able to well, win by becoming Brainiac One Million. Well, he was he was. Mind controlling them, and they were able to break the mind control. So now it's going to be all them versus uh, him, right? And then the big reveal. Big reveal in the past is that Aquaman is there in the past with the Justice Society, and he's like, "No time to explain." I teamed up with the Anti Monitor. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lex and and Perpetua are looking for the Anti Monitor. They, they get there. They find him, and he's like, "I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm on the side of of justice now." And I'm out of bubble gum. Yeah. So. It was fucking awesome. It was it was cool. Uh, it, it's finally. I don't like Anti Monitor's new look. I don't much. either. But um, oh fuck, is this finally paying off? It's getting somewhere. Yeah, it's it, they're leading to some some big fights, which is very reminiscent of the Dark Side uh, Anti Monitor yeah. war stuff. Um, and I mean, it's got everything but Dark Side in it. So maybe Grail will show up with fucking. The exploded remains of Pandora and and Baby Darkseid at some point. Who fucking knows? But, uh, it it's it. I, I I'm enjoying the ride so far. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I said, it's finally starting to pay off a little bit. Uh, Nightwing number sixty four. Uh, by. Uh, by Jurgens Cliquet on art. Um, so this is Talon stuff. So they get uh the firefighter, or the. The cop, rather, that was hung up by Talon. Um, they get him to the hospital by hitching a ride on a fire truck, and they're and the firefighters are like, "There's a bunch of Nightwings, like, no worse than everything else going off. They're gonna help. Fuck it, let's give him a ride." So they get him there. Uh, the, they're not sure whether or not they're going to be able to save him. Meanwhile, back at the bar, uh, Talon reveals himself as. Uh, as they, as kind of a mob breaks in to loot and take all of B's stuff, um, and then uh, Rick finally realizes maybe he's after. Is he after Nightwing or is he after me? I don't really remember this. He gets a phone call from B that that guy's there, and then he reveals that he knows who he is. And he's about to bring him into the fold. So uh, this was good. A good setup issue um, for this. So again, not a whole lot happens, but it does set up the next uh, arc with Talon and all of that. 
I, I did mean to catch up on that this week, but I decided to read the Year of the Villain stuff instead. You should read this book. <laughs> and then, is this our final one? I didn't read it. I paged through it. I don't care. It was actually pretty good. The writing's pretty good. Inferior 5 by um, Jeff Lemire and Keith Giffen. Keith Giffen. Yep. Which I thought he was done doing uh, writing, so... Evidently not. Well, he's he's story he's plotting. He, he it. did the plot, and I think he did the pencils. And then Lemire's doing the script. Okay. So this is a fa- this is a uh, child and his mother move to uh, wherever the fuck this is in the desert after the events of the invasion with Dominators. Kind of post-apocalyptic. Pretty much all the heroes are dead. Um. And there's something special about about this kid, uh, and there's others that are special as well. And at the end, his mom's taken by some of these Dominators. We get a backup story uh, written and drawn by Jeff Lemire about the Peacemaker. Uh, Amanda Waller sends him in over Flag, um, and he finds out that this article that they're looking for that the Russians are after is in Dangerfield, Arizona, which where this takes place. Uh pretty good i'll i'll stay on it to give it a read um like i said didn't hate it uh but that's it for dc okay on to indies um there's a lot there are quite a few let's start off with uh middle west number so fucking good number 11 i love this this is um uh, Fox and Abel, uh, Scotty Young and Jorge Corona uh, on art. Yes, um, kind of. They're getting to a town, and I guess Abel. He, well, Abel comes out of the 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 the, the, the snow storm yep. monster thing, and and, just, and the fox is like, "Hey, what happened?" And he doesn't want to talk about nope. it. He's kind of so. He's I guess this dick. is. He yeah, but for like three days straight. Yeah, but isn't this also sort of like Abel's? Like he's coming to a realization that of what, what he is, is and what he's and he be. pretty much doesn't want um, him and Fox get into an he, argument. He, yeah, he basically much, tells the fox stay, to fuck off, and, and the fox does. Yep. And then he, the fox, realizes that you know he, well, does. Does he remember? Or somebody says, "Hey, you're in charge of watching over, seeing over him." And he just and like, do you know what? I, I can't, I can't <clears throat> abandon this kid. And he uh, goes just in time to see him getting abducted. Right. And it's revealed that this group of kids that he's with, um, well, they're they're all being abducted. They're all being abducted, and we're reintroduced to the character from the first one. The crow skeleton yeah. kind of guy yeah. Yeah, and bobby. he and he's also reunited with bobby who's also been abducted and they're all being taken somewhere on a hot air balloon blimp steampunk kind of thing. thing yeah um this was excellent yeah uh, this is really good i can't wait for the next one this is th- this again is in my running for you know Series, uh, series ongoing, ongoing for okay. independence. I mean, this has been sure 
Excellent. We're going to have to figure out all our categories. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do the same as last year, but I have a couple other ideas. So, But, uh, okay. Anything else independent? Princess? Snowflake? I only got one in independent or, uh, that I have with me. I mean, I read Second Coming, but. Black Hammer, Age of Doom, number 12. Uh, this wraps up the, the main character storyline. Um, I like the way they did it. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, spoilers if you're reading any, if you're listening to any of this, and you're you haven't read this one yet. But uh, what they reveal is kind of what we saw coming. The anti god is going to show up again because balance between good and evil is thrown off in the favor I, of I good. Loved, now I, I love Dragonfly in this, trying to play it off. Yeah, I mean, she kind of reveals that she what she is. She's the one doing all this yet again. She tried to give them kind of a good life where they weren't heroes, so that they would wouldn't throw off the balance but now that they're getting all their memories back it's throwing the balance off she also had their own her own life which was all fake as well but they're like look i mean if we don't leave if we don't go back to the farm or something like that or somewhere similar we the anti-god's going to destroy everything anyway so some of them are kind of reluctant but they realize they kind of have to and she ends up sending them back to the farm um, along with Sherlock, Sherlock Frankenstein, Frankenstein shows up to to because Golden Gale's the only one that's kind of uh, holding off on them. But when he's like, "Hey, I'll go with you," uh, she decides to go. And when they get there, uh, you know, Sherlock Frankenstein's a little kid again. They're both little kids, so they get to ha- be the same age, even though they're whatever a hundred years some old each. Um, it was a good ending. I, I liked it. It was, it was a very comfy ending. Yep, everyone gets their happy ending. Um, but Lucille Weber uh, stays behind, so I don't know if she's going to form her own team or or what's going on there, but... Uh, Lemire does say in the backup that uh, he will be announcing a new... Yeah, there's going to be a, a new six-issue miniseries that will be announced um, for December. So I'm kind of thinking it is going to be... Uh... It might be, you know, kind of the the prelude to the whole um, the quantum age, like where she was established yep. as a as as a big time hero sort of thing. So yeah, very, very well could. Be. Uh, I'm kind of melancholy about those characters. I really enjoyed all those characters, but I mean, if this is the way they're going to go, this is the way they're going to go. I kind of uh, let's go to this one. You are obsolete, number one. By our friends at Aftershock. Yep. Uh, Matthew Clickstein and Evangi Bornkoff. Sure. Sure. I think it's Ev- Evgeny. Sure. Um, so uh, this... You really th- like this one. I really did like this one. Um, this is Logan's Run meets Black Mirror. Uh, this felt like It's a Wonderful Life from uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. But with kids, with multiple kids. So and the kids have a creepy Stepford Wives kind of So it's this island thing going on. In Switzerland? But uh, the kids basically run this island. Um, and, and this They disgr- see everything. Yep, this disgraced writer. And evidently don't age no well we don't know yet so this, this so this reporter that writer. was probably like hashtag canceled or something like that yep. um she's trying to get a name for reestablish her reputation and she gets a lead from someone that texts her and is like hey 
come here. I have a wonderful story that's just for you. Of these children that are so advanced. She finds out the children run this. and The they- children are the one that actually called her out there. Everyone, they get there and find out that everyone has a wonderful dental plan because they're all showing off their pearly whites. And, um, and they all die on their 40th birthday. Yes. Yeah, or are killed how... on their 40th birthday. Yeah. That's the premise of this if you read the uh, what it's actually about. That's why I kind of picked it up. So there's a singer at a pub and kind of starts going off and is like, well, her birth it. Her birthday's in 13 days she's and like, she's like, fuck it, they're going to kill me anyway, so... Why should I care? Yeah, so she kind of freaks out and then everyone else kind of quickly ushers her away and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't put Please any don't of this, put in this in the report. Um, she goes to... I guess meet with the kids and they're just as terrible. And apparently the leader is Wednesday Adams. <laughs> yeah. It's but, creepy as fuck. This um, was hot. This was really good. It was I, good. Yeah, yeah. It was well written. I didn't read it, but it's almost giving me like a village of the damned type feel. It gave me wonderful life vibes because yeah. that's the episode where the little kid has control of everyone in his family in the town right. because he has psychic powers. These kids don't seem to have psychic powers, but they do mention several times the kids can hear everything you say, so I don't really know. Well, that's I took that as the technology. The technology, and yeah. that's why yeah. I'm like, this is kind of like Logan's Run meets, meets Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Yeah, yeah, because with Black Mirror, everything's about tech. Uh, Strayed number two. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really remember what happens in this one. I'll try to flip through it. Um. Oh, the cat keeps finding new worlds. They keep invading them. He finds a species that is psychically linked to the cat uh, called Oblivia, and that's where the cat leaves off. There's a kind of evil emperor behind the scenes pulling all the strings. Uh, Not as into this as I was. I might give this one more read. You really liked the first issue. It it was a good concept, but it didn't really advance the way I wanted it to. You have anything else there, Josh? Uh, just the two, I think, that Dave has. Okay. All right. What else? Is that it? Is that all you got? Uh, steeple number one. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't do that one. This, again, was excellent. So uh, it's we pick up with a preacher coming back, and he's kind of battered and bruised, and he kind of comes back to the church, and the innkeeper, the keeper there, she's like, you know, I have food for you. He's like, nope, don't care. I want to go to bed. They're supposed to be sending help tomorrow. We find out the church has sent a lot of help. Um, we get this girl, and I don't know her name, but uh, she's kind of warned of this town. It's like, you know, it's haunted, all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, she was, uh, when she went through to become a uh, priest, she went to, or a preacher, um, she wanted to go to kind of a troubled area and she ends up in this area. As soon as she gets into town, her her car explodes and she loses most of her stuff. And she hitchhikes with a biker who turns out to be this silver haired kind of kind of rock chick. And she takes her in and kind of explains everything, drops her off at the church. They kind of explain, hey, you know, you you're late and she's like well my car exploded and they're really standoffish the preacher takes one look at her and is like really really it's not the scrawny eyed the scrawny armed boys they send me now they're gonna send you so no one has ever lasted more than a week they either get killed or leave 
Um, she ends up at the bar where this girl uh, bartends part-time. She, when she gets home, she's attacked by... Uh, or she sees the preacher attacking some, what seems to be a guy in the cemetery. Here it's this one-eyed demon being. He ends up throwing him off the cliff, and he explains the whole premise of what their job is there. Basically, the devil owns the sea, God owns all the land, and they want the, the devil wants this town back, so eventually the demons are going to overtake this and pull the town back into the sea. And then the big reveal at the end is her friend uh, that picked her up is actually a part of the, um, the demonic church in town. It was a cool concept. I actually really enjoyed that one as well, so I'll definitely be reading number two. I definitely suggest both of those. Okay. Alrighty, so we have two left, right? I have two left, yeah. Yep. Arg. Second coming number three. Um, we didn't get an arg. I did, Neither. it was very, very yeah. brief. Yeah, he just went arg. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened in this. I know uh, I know they... Well, Jesus I, goes th- bowling. There was, there, were, there was some funny stuff at the beginning. Yeah, the, the bowling part, sure, but... Uh, so Sunstar was that his name? Yeah. Yep. Sunstar goes to get an evil. Go after an evildoer, which ends up being a kid taking a crap, taking a shit, and so. they barge in, and he just kind of points his finger at him, he's like, "Look, if you do this again, I'm gonna kick your ass." Um, but well, Jesus he, he is like, well, hang on, he's gonna destroy him. And yeah. Jesus talks. About Jesus him. is like, "Well, why don't you try? Look, I understand force is the only way you know of doing things, but there's other ways to do this." And he's like, "All right, well, how about this? We we enroll him in community college and." He, he pulls out a whole a one hole puncher and like pokes him with it. And he's like, "I've I've tagged you with a chip. I know where you be at all times. You better be in school, or I'm gonna I'm gonna come kick your and ass." Jesus, Jesus is like, like, "Where you, were you carrying that?" He's like, "It's a hole punch." He's like, they "I keep I keep it on me at all times." He's like, "Okay." Um, he has to fly off and go back to his hometown, Little Town. Uh, yeah, Littleton, and it's revealed that his home, his his the house he grew up in was turned into a a dildo store. <laughs> Uh, yes, D- Ron's Dongs, and some of the other establishments there, which have pretty funny names. Because um, his uh, grandma escaped the old folks' home. Yeah, because Dave wasn't doing his fucking job. Um, I don't know if Forever Thirty Eight was like a play on that was when Superman was introduced, and like the old town is supposed to be always stuck in nineteen thirty eight. But it's clearly not the case because they have dildo stores on every street corner. Um, they also have lukewarm topic. I thought that was funny, uh, but. Uh, Jesus goes uh, to a bar and runs into Satan. Well, he goes to a uh, he goes to a gay bar restaurant. Well, thing. he goes to an LGBTQ friendly establishment. It's not necessarily yeah. a gay bar, but he's there and and Satan runs into him and is like, "Hey, uh, uh, I need to tell you about something. God's gonna kill everyone again or like wipe everything out because he's sending you here as a second time as another test because that first time fucked him up. And he yeah, it's pissed. not a test for you; it's a test, test for, for the them. humans. Yeah." yeah. And he's like, if they treat you badly again, he's just going to end you all, end them all. So, um, he runs into like some Westboro Baptist sort of crazy nuts, and yep. um, you know, he's they start talking about yeah, according to Paul and the Bible and stuff. And she's like, like, I never met who, Paul. who's Paul. I never met this guy. Um, like, yeah, Jesus came to him in, in a vision. In, he's in like, a vision. well, isn't that <laughs> convenient? Um, and he gets hauled off to jail. He gets sent to jail. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Sunstar is meeting with uh, with his mother, and they're trying to send her to like the well, the his home. grandmother, yeah, yeah, his grandmother, where like people go to die. 
Um, and she's like, no way. I'm not going to that one. They have, they have, <laughs> they have like a loading area for the hearse already. Like, no, those are just those ready. Those are just our ready to transition uh, uh, residents. And it's like, all right, transitioning to death. Okay. Um, and that's when Sunstar realizes he doesn't have any real power. Yeah. So. He's like, oh, my powers are an illusion. You know, uh, everything's bigger than me. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Jesus kind of realizes what probably anyone, if if Jesus ever did come back, no one would fucking Nobody's believe him. Nobody's going to believe him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what he's dealing with right now. Um, it was, it was good. Yeah. But it's, I mean, he's also, when he, he, you could see he was apparently beaten and, you know, just like before and stuff. So yeah. Well, like, I mean, he got beat up by those, uh, the, 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 the crazy God. Bible people. So, so Yeah. Yeah, not I as good as the first. Not as good as the first, first couple, two, but, but there were some very funny parts yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I still liked it. It's still enough to. I think that the twist with, hey, this is a test for them, and yeah, you know, God's yeah. gonna end. This I think is the I think this did less or did less for me because God wasn't in so much, and God's my favorite character yeah. in this so far because he's I just, hysterical. I really hope that they do like a director's cut that has like the original script for when it was supposed to be Superman. So I want to see how much this changed. I mean, did the original script have Superman's... No, no, absolutely not. Kent Farm turned into I want to see what this was supposed to be. Like... What the original intentions were. Yeah, because this It would be interesting. This this is nowhere close. Clearly, once they lost the Superman name... They went, fuck it. They went full-blown Ahoy Comics. Um which I don't have a problem with. I mean, it works in their favor a little bit. I think this... Yeah, this is better than what it... But it, I'm still interested. Yeah, I would I would like to see that too. Final book of the week. Once in Future number two by our friends at Boom, Carrying Gillen and Art which, by Dan Moya. Which? Which? If you go to the back of this one, someone stores in the right state. That we are listed in this one. Yes, that is that is true. So. That's right. I did look, and I went, "Oh, hey, there we are." <laughs> um, I, honestly, I can't do this because I read three too, so I don't remember what. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't. Fuck you. I don't want to say. Where, I don't want to say uh, what happens in the next one yet. <laughs> this is the one where Gran and are they on the way to pick up the girl? No, no, they're on their way to try uh, and stop them. Trying from to stop from resurrecting Arthur. Arthur. And we find out that the girl leading these people is Grand's old apprentice. Oh, yeah. So she learned from Grand. Yep. And so Grand knows she knows what to do. Yeah. She she looks like she's a hostage there. And they resurrect Arthur. And he uh, looks like he's going to knight one of the guys, cuts his hand, licks his blood. And he's like Anglo-Saxon and just fucking kills them all. Um, And uh, we find out that Arthur was a little bit of a racist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not necessarily was... racist, but at in his time, Anglo-Saxons were invading Britain. Right. So he hates them. Uh, but he hates anybody invaders. that isn't British. Yeah. Right. Um, are Celts British? Because the girl is, is Celtic, is after he licks her blood. Um and she real and he's like, oh, you recognize your true king or whatever. I don't know, but either way, uh, they're all three of the guys are resurrected as as knights, right? Um, and it is creepy as fuck how 
uh, King Arthur starting to like piece himself back together from a skeleton. Yeah, it was fucking awesome though. Oh, absolutely. Dan Moore is killing it on the art. So, um, anyway, uh, it's revealed that she is going. She has a a kid lined up to be his Galahad. Yep, and, and um, yeah, and Grand realizes, oh shit, this this is this is this is fucked <laughs> this up. This is bad. Um, so well, she knows things are gonna. Yeah, well, don't sorry, fucking spoil it, or she fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So if happen. I if I remember my Arthurian legend correctly, isn't Galahad like the best of the best knights? He's the one that actually found the Grail. No, he's the Arthur. one that he's the one that would supposedly find finds the Grail. Yeah, you're gonna get reeducated in the next book. I mean, we're going to see Lancelot, we're going to see Merlin, we're going to see all the Knights of the Round Table, obviously, at some well, point. Well, no, because she said Merlin isn't there. This is a miniseries. I, I don't see why they can't fit all the Knights in there. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, it, this, this is not an ongoing. I think Six-part mini. Yeah. yeah, this is a six-part mini. Unless that's just the first arc and then they're going to relaunch it, which would be fine. It's kind uh, of what Boom does. Yeah, I, I that that's okay. Yeah, um, I I like this a lot. I like I like the next issue I like this better too. than the first issue. See, I did too, but it's up again because I think the first issue actually was my pick of the week. Uh, yeah, I think if not, was, it was very close. I think that was a unanimous, wasn't it? No, 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 no. no, no. What no. was our last unanimous one? Last unanimous one was it's recent. Absolute yeah. Carnage Two. The no, week he was, wasn't no. here. No, no. No, there was no. one where we all picked one. No. Um, shit. But I can't remember God what it was. It. Was it? It wasn't Doomsday Clock, was it? No. No, it no. was. No, because no, uh, he didn't go I, on. I, 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 I don't remember. It. I'm pretty sure it was Absolute Carnage, too. No. No, I didn't, I've never picked Absolute Carnage. It might have been a Guardians. No. I've never picked Guardians as my pick. I can't. Other than this week. <laughs> other than. I don't, I'll have to go back and. I, I was just curious because it was very recent. It was. It was one of those because yeah. I was on the. F- it was like this week where I was kind of on the fence for the pick of the week because there were. Was it one of the house books? No, because I haven't picked one of those yet. I think. No, I, I think it was Carnage. But anyway, anyway. or not Carnage, uh, Guardians. Anyway, this would be my runner-up for pick of the week. Sure. Um, on to Meteor, so we can wrap this up. Any. Any big things happen? We're going to be getting into the fall TV season. All, all stuff is going to start um, coming in. T- Titans restarted. Um, I'm caught up on that. They introduced uh, their Bruce Wayne, who I loved. Thought did a great job. Um, Tom, Tom Welling was announced to be part of the CW crossover event. As the Smallville character, yep. right? Yep. Yep, and uh, Eric... Erica Durant is going to reprise her role as Lois. I mean, she's already on uh, Supergirl, so yeah. It made I think sense. Uh, John Cryer is supposed to be Lex Luthor. Yeah, I could see John. Yeah, Cryer I think Lex we talked Luthor. about he, that already. He, yeah, he was. Yeah, wasn't he for the last season of Supergirl? Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was excellent. I think they're they're, they're they haven't announced or some people are hoping they get the Lex from Smallville to reprise his role too. Oh, that would be cool because he did a good Lex. He did one of the best Lexes. Okay. Um, yeah, but there's uh, constant announcements on that front. Especially, I mean, there's, as far as like TV shows, Disney Plus is just constantly revealing more and more stuff to be added uh, to it. Tony Daniels returning to Marvel after 20 plus years of not doing stuff for them. 
So he must. Well, if he's doing Batman, what's he going to be able to do for Marvel? Just covers? I'm thinking to start, but he's no longer DC exclusive. So oh, uh, opens the door there. It does open a door. Oh, Tony Daniels on Hulk covers would be all right. Uh, Jonah Hill is in negotiations to join the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Uh, no indication on what character yet. And Jeffrey Wright has uh, agreed to play Commissioner Gordon, which I can see it. I can see Jonah Hill being like Hugo Strange. That that would be a good one. I could see him being like a Riddler type character. Sure. I just I, so is he still? He's skinny. He, he got skinny. I think he slimmed down again. Yeah. I I don't want them to do the obvious, make him penguin. Penguin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Marvel Studios uh, has offered Hugh Jackson the role of Wolverine in the MCU. I do believe there Hugh, was Hugh that Jackson? rumor that Hugh Jackson. Or, Who's yeah. that? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Huge jacked man. Pulled a Dave there. I did pull a Dave there. <laughs> and I didn't jump all over it, just so you know. I was going to gloss over it, but did, isn't that the way he said that's the only way that he would mm-hmm. do Wolverine again? Yeah, so... Um, DC is soft rebooting their whole movie universe uh, with <laughs> no. with Matt Reeves, James Gunn, and J.J. Abrams taking the roles. Oh, It'll be Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Lantern, and the Suicide Squad will be the first wave. Great, <laughs> because that's 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 two two names right. that DC's done so well so far with uh, Suicide Squad and Green Lantern. And Superman in the last twenty years, and fucking J.J. Abrams. I don't know. I haven't. I the only movie I've liked out of out of him was um, Super Eight, which was basically Stranger Things, the movie before Stranger Things was a thing. Yeah, kind of. I guess. It was. I mean, I I don't remember anything about it, but I enjoyed watching it at the time. Isn't that yeah, the one with the aliens where they got to collect all the? Yeah, it's, it's close like an, encounters. It's kind of like an ET sort of yeah, ET movie. close encounters yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I, I had watched it when it came out. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I only seen that one time, but I remember being kind of. I enjoyed the cinematography stuff. All right. Anything else there, Mister Jimmy? That's all I got. All right. So there's quite a bit on uh, the He Dead. I think uh, you're going to have to help me out a little bit. I believe this happened right after we recorded the last one was uh, Rick Ocasek from yes. the Cars. Yes, like as away. we were driving home, I think they announced He was, it. what, 72, 75? Spider-Man Life Story number six was our unanimous. Yes, yeah, you're right. That's okay. it. That makes sense. Yep. Um, Rick Ocasek uh, from the Cars. I mean, I liked the Cars. I When they came out, I liked the Cars a lot. Um I thought most of them were, well, ever, all of them were and are good musicians. I thought Elliot Easton was a, or is a underrated guitar player. Um, Sid I mean, at those, the age of 80. Those songs that the Cars wrote, I mean, it's it's like crazy. And Rick Ocasek marrying Paulina Porskova. Top five. You have, well, 35 people in your top five. Yeah. Yeah, really. I do. I do Dave math. So uh, uh, Sid Haig passed away. Sid Haig, that was yesterday. yesterday. Yep, and, and he, he had was a at quite, eighty. Yeah, quite extensive career. 
all the way from like the black exploitation movies in the seventies. Mm-hmm. He uh, was what eighty. Yeah, he was eighty. Yeah, I mean that makes like, sense. I, I didn't think he was that old. Uh, I yeah. I well he, well, he started on the Untouchables, if I'm not wrong. I don't know. I didn't read the bio on him. Um, the uh, he was. They were supposed to do a final Rob Zombie movie. That's right? done. That's yeah. done. Is that That's all done? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think final he was movie. supposed to have a larger role, and he had to go back and rewrite that thing like twice because of how quickly his health was declining. Oh, like wow. he was supposed to have a larger role in it. Um, but he has ties to the uh, comic community. He was in Batman, the TV series. Okay. Um, and then uh, J. Michael Mendel, uh, the producer of Rick and Morty, Rick and, and Morty Simpsons. guy, and and uh, Simpsons, uh, uh, fifty four. Yeah, he was, um, they he didn't was they didn't say what happened. His ones. wife just released that was natural causes, so I'm thinking probably a heart attack. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, on, well, happened Saturday night. Uh, what was his name again? No, uh, the guy that played Nog. <laughs> yeah, what was the actor's name? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek guy. <laughs> Me neither. And evidently, it, it wasn't generation. enough to make the, the the USA Today blogs. So, um, but uh, he passed away at 50, and unfortunately, I found out sort of with a reaction from Chase uh, Masterson uh, got the Aaron got the Eisenberg. News. Aaron Eisenberg. Is that really is his name? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, oh, um, and he was only 50. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I just and they, uh, they did release the last one minute teaser for the Breaking Bad movie. Yes. And I kind of had a theory on this and Donnie Cates has the same theory. They, the, there's a radio thing playing that there was this incident and that there was one person still at large from the scene. Everyone's obviously assuming it's Jesse Pinkman, but they never mentioned that the world famous drug kingpin Walter White's dead. I think he survived. I don't know. I watched it like right before I headed head over and I, 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 there wasn't a lot of talking in it other than the, the radio thing. And then at the very end when I, it sounded like master chief was, <laughs> was, yeah. was talking to Jesse for a brief moment, so I don't even. Know I, who I was. really got to get caught up on that. You should don't watch the movie until you I, watch the I've show. I've never, I've never watched an episode. Uh, oh, well, season two is kind of a weird one. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the, scenes like the scene where the guy blows him up with the oxygen. Yeah, in, in the nursing yeah. or the hospital. But season one is amazing. Season two is kind of weird. In a bad way. Who's who's the guy that helms that? It's one of the X Files. Uh, Vince Gilligan. Yeah, Vince yeah. Gilligan. Yeah, he was one of the X Files mm-hmm. yeah. guys. Yeah, from the I think the for original seasons. Um, yeah. I yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, so I'm I'll, I'm excited for the movie. Alrighty, that should wrap her up, right? Um, we have the exclusive oh. cover. Yep, he is. 
The exclusive cover for Vampire State Building is available. We have it online on our eBay store at AA Comics and Cards. Uh, it will also be available at the Philadelphia Comic Con this Sunday. If and you leave a comment, or do you know what? Even better, if you go to iTunes, if you're on an iPhone, leave a review, send a screenshot to the Facebook page, I'll give you a copy. The first one. The first five people that do it, I'll give a copy to. Wow. I'll, I'll match that, and I'll also so the fir- I'll sign it if you want. The first ten. <laughs> look, you guys got money. I don't. I can't do that. <laughs> but, so yeah, the- if, if, if we get comments, sure. I'll, I'll pitch in for that. So, first ten. And we'll sign it, and uh, if you want, we can get the cover artist to sign it as well. Yeah, we if we get down to Baltimore, we'll see Craig. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk to Dustin and see what I can work on, so. Cool. Awesome. Yes. So Vampire State Building, which we will be reviewing on the next podcast. I have read it already. Walking Dead fans should be buying this book. Which Walking Dead fans? Comic Walking Dead fans. Which comic Walking Dead Early Walking Dead fans or The ones that read all the way to the end or the ones that knew when to quit? (laughs) Any. All right. Any. All right. Let's end this. All righty. Thanks for listening. Or thanks for living, as I've said in the past before, which was which was a, lot a long of time ago. Because it's it's two thousand twenty thousand nineteen. It's twenty thousand nineteen now. Eighteen thousand right. years ago. I'm, we're we're the age that you were when you started this podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I'm the maestro. I'm Dave the Mad Hatter. Jimmy Kimmel almost live. Friend of Joe Josh. I like how it's sticking. Be good to each other. And go fuck yourself, Paul.